Hey everyone, uh, this is our second patron cast, and um, you guys chose a big topic for us. Uh, <laughs> Alan Gregory. Um, uh, Alright, so... Well, uh, first off, I think we should start off by saying, hi, we have a guest this time. Oh yeah, we, yeah. yeah we, uh, we... Say hi to our guest. We uh, have a guest, uh, Bozo Bubby, um, on Twitter. Bozo, uh, friend of the show. Um, uh, Bozo, how are you doing? I'm having a, just a fucking terrible night. Just a horrible, horrible <laughs> night right now. Yeah. Why's that? I've watched this show like three times in preparation. Wait, what? You rewatched it? I watched Why? it because of... So, I don't... Without going on too big of a tangent, I don't want to interrupt your podcast, uh, or at least the flow. Um, I think it. this show put a curse on me. Because the second... The first time I watched it, you know like, you know, like earwigs, like the bugs... Um, yeah three of them just started like crawling on my desk and then the second time i rewatched it literally four cockroaches somehow got to my room i never get bugs hmm. in here and then um and then uh, this is the, the, this is it the third time i felt a very sharp pain in my back i think this show is genuinely physically and mentally pulling me down and i have to i have to defeat it in some way it's like that well, fucking that's... meme of the guy who's like, ever since I saw this, I have not known peace. Snakes have been manifesting it... in my house, except it's just yeah. Jonah Hill as a little kid. Yes, as Satan. Um, bo- bozo, Bozo. I hope that we can help you defeat this tonight. Also, in terms of interrupting us, we interrupt each other all the time. This podcast, has yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> um, if anything, we're worried that we're going to interrupt you too much. Yeah. Yes. Um. Okay. So the year is 2011, and. Jonah Hill and two others want to make an animated adult comedy for Fox to fit in with their, you know, brand of adult comedy, like Cleveland Show, King of the Hill, which is off the air at this point. Thank you, The Simpsons. (laughs) Family Guy. What they come up with is Alan Gregory. It is advertised like mad. I can remember being... 12 years old yeah 12 years old and seeing so many advertisements for this it 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 they basically had to just fucking like force this show into acknowledgement and it was hang on and it was canceled after one season seven seven episodes yeah seven episodes so that marketing budget actually ties into the reason why I wanted to bring Bozo in on this podcast. Could you uh, explain that real quick, Bozo? So uh, I, I have like a deep theory that this show was just a Ponzi scheme created by Jonah Hill to sell tickets for The Sitter. <laughs> because at the time... Oh, God, was that the same time? Yeah, The Sitter was coming out. Every time they have an episode of Alan Gregory, you would see a preview for The Sitter. Um it was just a TV spot or an ad, or if you were lucky enough, you'd get a three-minute clip from the movie. And I remember that was the reason why I actually saw the film in theaters was because of Alan Gregory. So I was like, oh, it just, it just kept my brain. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of tangential to the reason why, which is it's a good point. But the, the main thing is, uh, Bo, as Bozo implied with that, she watched the show when it aired in 2011. And she is the only person I know who has done that. So I, I needed yeah. we needed the expert in here. Uh, you are the Alan Gregory expert, Bozo, unfortunately. Yeah. Um. <sighs> Yeah, I I, rem- I knew of this show's existence. I didn't watch it because it looked awful. And I forgot about it. And then when I started the show again, people were suggesting stuff I could do once we were done with Family Guy. We got recommended this. And it just hit me like a horrible flashback. Just like, oh God. Oh God, I remember. Okay. Okay. So... Um, yeah, this might be, so before we move, this might, like, tying into the advertising, um, I'm not sure when this episode is going to be coming out, depending on, like, what Sam's workload looks like, but I remember there was, like, a little bit of Alan Gregory uh, advertisement in the season 12 of Family Guy that we just recorded uh, in the Italy episode. Yes, yes, there's he a, a little, little, yeah. yeah. Um, they were really pushing it, also, like, everywhere. One, I, I didn't even watch Fox, yeah. Yeah, also, but, one quick thing uh what is it about this is that the showrunner not the creator that was you know this is this seems like jonah hill's baby along with a few other people right but the showrunner was david a goodman of family guy of the goodman really? sheridan years yep um 
it, it kind of makes sense. Um, uh, this does this does have a lot of DNA that that era of Family Guy does. It it it's it's different, but it, it, I I can see it. I can see it. So hmm. I am going to let's just cut to the chase here. Um, this is one of the worst things I've ever seen. <laughs> it's not a good show. It is okay. Look, there. I'm not going to pretend that there weren't moments where I chuckled. I'm not going to pretend like, you know, there aren't some like decent ideas here and there. And I'm not going to pretend like every single moment of this was as painful as you know the worst moments of this. I'm not going to pretend like this was a, you know consistently over like overpoweringly awful as it was but of the media i have consumed this is pretty close to the absolute bottom of the barrel yeah 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 it is it's it, it, it is bad enough that i i found myself like consciously looking for the little gems that i could hold on to while i was watching it oh by, by the way, uh, I want to talk about the production because you mentioned the marketing spree. So a little fact about Alan Gregory that I think is important to understand going in is um, after it finished airing, t- uh, Fox at the time uh, filed this show for a tax write-off. Now what that means for a TV show is essentially, uh, I, I'm sorry, you were going to bring this up, Bozo, but I, I wanted to make sure it got in. Uh, essentially what that means is a show is the the network declares it not profitable and doesn't have to pay taxes on the condition that they are not allowed to they forego any merchandising distribution distribution any of those rights they are essentially it is essentially a legally lost show it aired it's the was this show just the producers some some youtube videos that i want uh from a from a channel an animation youtube channel i saw on the subject and 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 the the i forget his name but the the channel got in in contact with um some of the staff that worked on the show and apparently like they all had a great time but knew it was crap so like yes right this might have literally (laughs) just been Maybe not. Maybe. Uh... Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. I'm reading the. I'm reading the Wikipedia. Executive producers: Jonah Hill, Andrew Mogul, Jared Paul, Nathan Lane, and Matthew Broderick. We're blowing this thing open. <laughs> so, so, so maybe, maybe Jonah Hill genuinely believed in this. Maybe there were people, but I think Fox saw this and were like, "Okay, we're cutting yeah. this shit. We're gonna say." We are going to get money on this. We're going to make sure as many people watch it as they can so it gets good ratings, and then we're just going to sell it for all it's worth. And I think that is... I've always thought that, because the thing is with with Jonah Hill, right? I think Jonah Hill in real life is probably an extremely insufferable person to be around. So I can imagine... (laughs) Yeah. I can imagine that on the the making of this show, they were just like, like, you know, just kind of blowing smoke up his ass, just pretending that he was great and have, giving him a good time, right. which is why the show is so unbearably just, just awful. Because, because not to not not to shit on Jonah Hill, who seems like who is a good actor, and I genuinely really oh, enjoy his stuff. But and also something yeah. to bring up is this was 2011. It wasn't quite quite peak yet, but the early 2010s was... were like Jonah Hill was a big name at this point. He was yeah, young. this was. I think this was a little bit after Superbad. Yeah, three, so he, he three, like four years definitely had name recognition, but right before Wolf of yeah. Wall Street. It's um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. right before. It's like well, Twenty One Jump Street's in production too, so like you know, it's we're we're kind of yeah. Yeah, this is. It's definitely not the Jonah Hill Renaissance or whatever, but but he definitely has heat. Like he yeah. he is. unknown quantity and frankly yeah going like talking about what you were talking about before jonah hill he's a very good actor he's a talented guy he does seem like someone who compliments would work particularly well on you know Mm -hmm. like he has that energy yeah um okay so i i think i have structured this this um autopsy into two parts and the first part is for those who aren't morbidly curious enough to watch this and for ourselves, I think, since I can't quite wrap my head around it, why is this so fucking bad? <laughs> because, and, I, and, and Bozo mentioned this a lot when we were talking about it earlier, All, the main two characters of this show are Alan Gregory and, and his dad, Rich, and his, one of his two gay dads, literally two gay dads, Richard, 
They well, are awful characters who what constantly not okay. win. Yeah. What did you say? I don't know if I I don't know if Alan Gregory wins all the time. He, he the thing he that I think lose makes this hard enough. I think that's yeah. fair. I I think this show has kind of like an identity crisis. Like it it really doesn't know like if we are supposed to take Alan and Richard and like if we're supposed to take them seriously or like laugh at them. Yeah. Or, I yeah. Mean, and in a perfect show you do both but like you need to you need to know like how pitiable your main character is and i think it never really hit, gets to that point the, let's the the two characters alan gregory and richard um delongpre are uh what is it the the they are levels of loathsome like comparable to truly the, terrible people yeah comparable yeah. to the always sunny in philadelphia characters possibly worse um except those ones are funny yeah they're funny but like and they're poor except for except for frank but but like on like the absolute morality scale they might be worse people um uh yeah uh and why you know it's always sunny in philadelphia one of the best shows ever made this Uh, yeah obviously we have we are awful yeah but why this is so much worse, I think, and what Andy is getting at is that this, uh, it doesn't know what to do with these two. And It's Always Sony is very, very clear. These people are awful. They are pathetic. They are not deserving of your sympathy whatsoever, except for maybe Charlie and, like, yeah. bits and spurts. Um, yeah. But... Mac occasionally, like, when he deals with his yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like... The show is very, very clear. These are horrible people you need to laugh at. Yeah. This is, like, kind of got the Family Guy or even Simpsons approach that they're, like, lovable fuck-ups. And I think that's where the tension and problems start to emerge. Because, especially in, like, the first episode or so, I want to strangle these people. (laughs) Yeah, and, and I think what also makes it worse is that half of the main cast, like, their entire role seems to be to point out how bad these people yes. are. Like, 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 uh, Nate Faison's character, uh, what's his fucking name? The Jeremy. Jeremy. Jeremy and Julie. Like, they, they are, they are very much, like, the straight men. It's like, you can't have half your cast be straight men to yes. the re- other half of your it, cast, it's also, you know? You, yeah, you can have one. It's also, fuck Jeremy, because Jeremy's an enabler. Um, <laughs> yeah, but also, like... It, it's I, I I feel for Jeremy to it because yeah, it's like really, yeah. he doesn't have power in the relationship. I don't know if you could call him an enabler. A... He's just been abused so much. He has like yeah, nowhere to exactly. go this from is, here. The, like okay, I don't want to do like this whole you know, I, I don't want to I don't want to turn this into like you know a big feels sesh or whatever. But like this right. show in no uncertain terms depicts an extremely abusive relationship. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, you know, part of Jeremy's character is that he is straight. He had a wife and kids, yeah. and Richard stalked him and basically harassed him until Jeremy, like, decided, okay, I'm going to marry you. Um, uh, yeah, and the, the... And then he acts like a shithead to Jeremy. Yeah, and time. it's also yeah. implied that he's, like, just basically raping Jeremy. It, it's... Yeah. It's, it's not pretty. Like Jeremy is never Jer- Jeremy is never into the sexual situations that Richard wants to put him in. Yeah, um, yeah, it, it's it's really not good, and it, it's I don't know. I think what really causes the bile to rise in my throat is the sort of like, and I think this is what Andy is getting at when he said, you know, Jeremy is an enabler. Like, okay. I, I don't agree, but I can see where Andy's coming from because Jeremy's not written very consistently because on, yeah. on like for 90% of the show, he is a doormat. He is like a doormat and he is like, which is the, you know, not very nice way of saying that he is basically in a comedic abusive relationship and has to basically put yeah. up with Alan and Richard shit all the time. Oh, and Alan, can we just also touch on that? Alan hates Jeremy, too, and, like, he says it to his face. Yeah. Oh, he, um, he, he physically yeah. abuses Jeremy in, in his yeah. show. Yeah, and, um, uh, but there are, like, at the end of every episode, and this is something that kind of, if I'm being honest, it bugged me in Arrested Development as well, even though that's, like, a brilliant show. 
it sort of has to yeah, do the good. like moral, you know, at the end, the restoring order, the sentimental moment, because right. the three act structure dictates that for TV. And so there'll be things where Jeremy is like, they, they kind of have to write it as if he does genuinely love Richard and it's just like kind of a right. bumpy relationship. Um, so there are points where it could be read as enabling. It could be read as that, even though like in the broader context, I would say this is just abuse. Sure, sure. Yeah. That, yeah. that is a fair one. Um, but let's talk about Alan, Alan Gregory. Well, I'll start off by saying something nice. I think that for what the character is, Jonah Hill portrays him well. Um, yeah. I think he, he really fits into like that kind of snappy, uh, you know, entitled shithead yeah. routine. Yeah. Um, it says something about Jonah Hill's acting abilities because he was the only person in the show that was able to get me to like smirk at like it's bad yeah. jokes because he just plays, he, he knows how to play that character. Yeah, he's a good comedian, yeah. and he's in his wheelhouse. This, here. in some, but, in some respects, yeah. kind of feels like I don't. I almost want to say a dry run for his character in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, yeah, I could see that. Like, I, I, I can. I mean, yeah. I also think he just plays the same character in a lot of stuff. Yeah, but there are like yeah. there are like elements here that would resurface, obviously much better in Wolf of Wall Street. Um, but yeah, um, everything about this character is about as rancid as you can get. Like, I think in terms of, like, how sympathetic he is, um, I think I I enjoyed the presence more of the uh, serial pedophile in the movie Happiness more. Um, uh, uh, yeah, that, that's how bad we're talking here. Um, it is. At least you can is... feel sympathetic for the pedophile. You can't feel sympathetic for Alan Gregory. Yeah, yeah, no. At least, at least. Yeah, the pedophile doesn't have control over it. Well, uh, the pedophile in in happiness, you know, he he's he's got a quest, which is to roofie a tuna sandwich. He has a motivation. <laughs> um, you know, he he has a goal. He is struggling towards something. Alan Gregory, his entire, he has one beat as a character, and that is that he is consistently awful. He is awful to everyone. He treats yeah. everyone like dirt, and that's the character. That's it. Not, not. I would. I wouldn't say I, dirt is is simplifying. I would say he treats everyone like an object. Yes, like yeah. that's better. Yeah. Object. Um. Yes. Alan Gregory. Yes. Is a character exposes the beating, fetid heart of capitalism <laughs> and the dehumanization it puts us all through. Yeah. No, that kid is a piece of shit, and I would kick his ass. He he sucks. And the worst part is that, like, every other episode, they want to be like, okay, but he's also sad because no one likes him. And it's like, well, gee, I wonder why. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I mean, you know? I mean, to be fair, considering he has a role model of the year father, I, yeah. I mean, right. it's partially not his yeah. fault, but God, I fucking but, but they never, But they never make it explicit that, like, he's, like, he's fucked up because of his child, or because, like, of how he was raised. Like, you kind of assume that, but it's it never actually takes Richard to task for it, I, I, you know? That's true. I hate to keep beating on this drum, but even Moral Oral in, like, its first season was, like abundantly clear as moral oral was just you know he's this aw shucks gee golly whiz kid um what is it uh doing all the stupid stuff that like this is because of his fucking horrible upbringing yeah yeah this show is like if master shake was like an um, uh, like an alternate like super chad that everyone liked (laughs) for some reason (laughs) yeah um, oh, I, yeah. I also want to say that I, I made it clear that I kind of hated a lot of the first season of um, Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Um, the, like, absolute bottom Perfect. of the barrel of that show is, like, four or five tiers above this at its best. So, let's just, yeah. yeah. Well, mm, I don't know about that, but I, I think that Hunger Force had way more episodes that actually got a laugh out of me yeah. than... than... Uh, yeah. Alan Gregory did. Um, it all, yeah. It also understood that like it's it's bad characters should be punished or at least be like a, a dark humor ending. Yeah. Not... It also, you know what, you know what made Hunger Force a lot better? It didn't take itself so goddamn seriously. No. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Aqua Teen Hunger Force, like again, it's an adult swim thing. It's like each episode is like ten minutes. It can just kind of do whatever it wants to. This it is, is intentionally absurdist. Yeah. This is confined by the 22 minute structure of tv and it is just suffocating the shit out of this even more than was possible 
So, so what's the worst part of Alan Gregory's character? His racism or his sexual assault? Okay. Um. Uh. Oh. No, I I don't have an answer. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I'll get to the racism later, but let's talk about Judith. Okay. So, so one of my earliest exposures to the show was the advertisement that had Alan Gregory meeting Judith. Judith is his elderly portly uh principal of the school and in the advertisement he approaches judith sees her has sort of the meat hot moment and all of a sudden in the air tonight by phil collins starts playing and we have him fantasizing about being with her and this includes fingering her on a roller coaster i am not making this up i am not i'm not joking this is what happens in the show so, I would also like to, to, to point out one little thing for the audience. Uh, fuck you if you expect clips for this episode, because we're not going to make Sam watch this. We're no. Not, no. No. Yeah. No. 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 Um. It's, it, it's, it's that kind of thing that people love to, like, complain about Big Mouth about, where it's like, oh, you know, look, at, they're making the kids fuck, or you're seeing the kids' this, titties, or whatever. But it's like, seen... that's that's because, like, the audience it's aiming for is like, yeah, I remember when I was a kid. This, this is specifically like, oh, you're like a middle-class pervert. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't think, okay, I think that, um, uh... I have not seen Big Mouth. I'm pretty sure Alan Gregory is, like, it's Everything way worse people than make big mouth, big mouth haters get yeah. yeah. out to be. I, I yeah, think yeah, yeah. like I, I feel like the the person that like people make up that is like getting turned on by big mouth since like n- no one actually is doing that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I hate to break your like fucking weird like paranoid boomer fantasy, but like people aren't jacking yeah. off to big mouth, but like there is yeah prob- unless yeah. unless people are jacking off to mad magazine yeah. they're not really that interested <laughs> yeah, in Big but Mouth. like yeah. i'm not saying some pedophiles are jacking it to this but like something wrong is it's going there might have been too. pedophiles yeah. writing this yeah no. there 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 is something deeply wrong here as what were you gonna say about i will say though were he not a seven-year-old boy i get it anyway both andy and i <laughs> Uh, Andy and I were watching the uh, season finale before we started recording, and we said multiple times that this is, you know, this is the show that, you know, somebody on Little St. James would be watching. This is this is the <laughs> F. Stein show. Like it just it's because it, it's just way more sexually charged, and it's genuinely yeah. uncomfortable. Like I remember watching, I remember watching the principal Alan Gregory sex scene that happens in the pilot. I remember watching that as a child and feeling off. I, I, I felt I felt sick like that child in happiness after he gets roofied. And I think <laughs> that really says something about, you know, I think the writers, I think they do need to be looked into. I'm not saying that they are yeah. up to something, but I'm saying this, the fans look into it. This show feels like, a, not all the time, but like in the really bad moments, feels like it is written by and for rich freaks yet it's yeah. network television tv it, yeah. yeah it it has like the um energy of like you know uh impressionist french poetry that's like <laughs> very pedophilic but instead of having all of these like you know you know this idea of sort of indulging in the vulgar and grotesque for its own sake or the inherent yeah. beauty in that. This is like, you know, that... This is a show that deserves the cuties discourse well, as well. Well, I'm no. <laughs> this is like if you ran um, that type of poetry through, like, the hell that is, like, adult animation, basically. It is, um... Yeah. Yeah, I'm... It's, it yeah. is it is it is a bastardization of the medium through which we understand the horrific. You know, uh, both, uh, both, or Ty, I just I just want to point this out. It took a few seconds for me the first time you did that to realize you were doing a Zizek voice. I wasn't doing a Zizek voice. I was just doing a European philosopher voice. Ah, okay. If I was doing a Zizek voice, I would do a lot more of Zizek. All right, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I couldn't tell if you were doing Zizek or um, nah, nah. I was just doing like a, I was just doing like a snooty European voice. That's fair. That's fair. We can cut this out. Um. <laughs> yeah, it uh, 
it it really does feel like someone read like uh ran like Marquis de Sade um through <laughs> through Big Mouth, basically. It it really does it's wrong. It's deeply wrong. Yeah. In fact, if this was like oh. more sexually explicit, like like Big Mouth is from what I've seen, it would probably feel less wrong. Yeah, there's literally I mean, literally we're Glancing over it, there is a full episode where the plot of it is Alan Gregory pretends like he made a sex I was gonna tape bring, with a yeah. seventy-year-old. I was going to bring that up because yeah. that episode, uh, I had to shut my eyes during certain scenes. That's not because so anything shocking is happening. It's just it's so disturbing. The, the, the... Yeah, yeah. It um. So by you know, I, I've been manically posting about it since this show was so awful, and out of morbid curiosity, Angie, uh, my partner watched that episode um and uh, this is what angie said and this is a joke from them uh it's meant to be funny but i'd like to offer a brief content warning since this may be like a little much for some people they're allowed to make it they have (laughs) well uh, yeah they have the they have history but angie said i watched episode two of alan gregory and was amazed for two reasons the first reason is i didn't laugh once Second reason is that the parallels between me and Alan are very interesting. Both of us were very precocious, but while he made up a sex tape involving himself and a school official that he wished he wasn't make up, I had a sex tape involving myself and a school official that I wish I was making up. <laughs> yeah. It's a thinker for sure. But... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, th- this, this, I, I, let's just move away from this topic because it's it's just so bad yeah let's do we want to talk let's about let's ixnay a, a, on the aisle hey actual uh, yeah say. okay I, I, let's talk yeah. about the racism instead <laughs> because this show well, is racist yeah it is pretty racist um uh, before we get into the racist though i mean this is like a race related topic uh halfway through the season alan gregory just gets a black friend voiced by keith david who really cannot choose a project to save his life uh, i love keith david but he's in such like a pile yeah, of isn't shit he in, like modern yeah. seagull films yeah, he like yeah, he does like Seagal shit. He does like, you know, pay for play, you know, army recruitment shit or whatever. He like he really he's really if you put something in it's the it's the joke people always make about Nick Cage where it's like if you put something in front of Keith David, he's going to do it. Um so yeah, uh Keith David is in this um he's pretty good, I think. He's good. Yeah. He's always good. He's, he's a fantastic uh, actor who chooses the worst yeah, projects on earth. His um his uh, role in this is probably one of the more theoretically enjoyable parts of this show. It's very undercooked. It's very like they kind of ran like, um, you know, Peter Griffin sort of chaos character and then like sapped all of like the comedic writing out of that. Um, but it, it, in theory, like this character is funny. It, 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 it gets it. It gets a, a B plus for effort. The, Holy shit. The only, like... I just came up with a theory, but I'll save it. Um, okay. It's a big one, though. So, uh... Oh, go on, Bozo. Oh, uh, nothing. I was just gonna say, Keith David again goes to his, his talent. It's the only few times I smiled at this show was was when he was on it. It's, it's also because it felt very... Going back to the race, it felt kind of disgusting. His, the way yeah. they make his character out to be, the way that he's always yeah. bending over backwards for this small white child. Yeah. He feels like an unironic version of Sam Jackson's character in Django. Yeah. There's the famous Malcolm X speech about those kinds of people. That's kind of how I would have referred to this character. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? God. Uh, um, Jesus. So. No, I mean, it, it's. <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but, like, yeah, it, it is very, like, they make him, like, the, ah, uh, shucks, you know, it, where are you gonna, can we get some watermelon after this? Like, it's, yeah. it's <laughs> fucked up, what they do. No, he is, really, he's like, he's like, he's yeah. like are, are, are you sick, Alan? Because I'm sick, too, if you're sick, Alan. It's it's weird. It's yeah. genuinely yeah. Okay. upsetting. And he doesn't come in until, like, halfway through the season. Yeah. I don't get episode. it. No, he is in the first episode. Oh, is he? Yeah. I might have missed him in the yeah, first okay. episode. Yeah, the first episode, Alan Gregory's in the bathtub, I think. Yeah. It, the worst part. Right, I I watched the first episode like two weeks ago and then watched the rest the, of it. Two the days worst ago. part is that um he is a uh, he his name is Carl Trent Davis. It's Davis with an apostrophe. <laughs> that would be like a yeah. C plus Nick Mullen joke. That that would be like <laughs> that would be like one of the weaker come town jokes. 
this is that this in this context it really does feel like someone like just had a rock dropped on their head in the writer's yeah. room yeah jeffrey epstein when he was writing this episode was like, yeah, this is a good amount of nuance yeah um yeah <laughs> I I will say I I am enjoying this show significantly more when I'm imagining it as the producers, but with Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, uh, that has completely changed my my view on yeah, on yeah, how I much am, I should be enjoying it. There isn't Epstein. a joke in this show about someone having an egg shaped dick. Uh, I don't think that was common knowledge in 2011. Okay. Well, no, because we're assuming he's a writer, but anyway. Um, but but okay, say what you will about. Carl Trent Davis, a.k.a. Cole Train. Also known as Cole Train. <laughs> so, yes, let's take one of the most... Oh, you know that black guy who did the music? Yeah. What if, what if, we, what if we took that name and made it more racist sound? <laughs> yeah. Um, we're not... No, this is... I mean, this is a patron cast, but we're not actually racist. Well, we're okay. not going that far. But, okay, no. Um, uh, but anyways... Say what you will about, uh, you know, Coltrane. At least he is voiced by a black man. There is a character on the show, Guillermo, and it is one of the most disgusting (laughs) caricatures. My name is Guillermo. I am a Mexican boy. It's It's literally... Okay, listen, I we're fine. We can talk about Come Town, whatever. It's literally like Molestrios. Yeah, it is literally... Yeah. Imagine so if, hold on. Yeah. I, 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 episode five is obviously worse than anything Family Guy does, and we and you know we'll talk about it in a second. But I want to ask, how much worse is this character than Mike Henry voicing Consuela? Because I, I just want to I want to establish this ground. Uh, I think this is worse. I mean, I'm biased because I like Consuela. Yeah. Well, because Consuela, this is I would say this is worse. Consuela worse. never goes too far. Well, it's always also, like, and also right Consuela's on. whole joke is that she says a word funny, not yeah. that she is like a Latino. Yeah. Her, I mean, I mean kind, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of gets into that later, but like in theory, Consuela's character is that like she is a, you know, she's very stubborn and, you know, I'm not saying that her character isn't extremely racist, but this is, I'd say two tiers worse because like Consuela gets good jokes is the thing. And Guillermo is literally like Nick Mullen doing a Latino voice, but not funny. Like, it's poorly done. And also, episode the entire plot of episode five is one of the most racist things I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like Spike Lee before he made Bamboozled. I think he like the inspir- This show was like beamed into his mind. Like you know, in Prince of Darkness, there are like those transmission sent from the year 1999 warning about the end of the world i feel like in like the 90s spike lee was like sitting around and he had a prince of darkness dream of this show specifically episode five and he was like oh no well he probably also well he probably just walked out of the theater soul man if we're being realistic but Uh. yeah this uh this okay i'm we're not gonna do plot summary like the whole Blah blah blah. No, we're not. But yeah. yeah. The the plot of episode five, which is full blown maids, that is the title. It is somehow worse. Well, than yeah, because because uh, the 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 husband uh, uh, Je- Jeremy becomes uh, a maid because yeah. uh, he they need jobs. So that's that's it's it's not great. Which there's a lot of sexual. Which by the way, director of this episode, not writer, thankfully, but animation director of this episode. Uh, was on The Simpsons during the Golden Age, including Itchy and Scratchy Land, Bart vs. Australia, Bart Sells His Soul, Homer Palooza, uh, Rosebud, fucking um, The Auto Show, Stop, New Kid please. on the Block. I... It, yeah. Too Bad Neighbors. So many bangers! Yeah. Uh, Look, Springfield or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love Legalized Look, Gambling. he's just an animation director, so that's like, okay, like... And the animation is the least problematic part of this episode, so I'll give him a um, pass. And the episode, no, he directed this. And the, an, oh. the animation is really bad too. So, like, I, I want to give it a little bit of a pass because at least it's it's not directly going for like Family Guy art 
rip off like no it's way, it's way for it's way for uh but no but it's it's flash it's got that whole it doesn't want to go for that seth mcfarland style it wants to go for that nice tasty happy wheel style that was very okay. popular I, at the time. well i was thinking it's more, like it's more. like archer if archer didn't have like the actual you know modeling this and stuff looks like that. bad like caricature work like you'd see in a hack cartoonist but so, at least it's unique i i, I want to point out I mean, it's not really that it's unique, not really yeah it looks like a flash animation but i want to go further and say that uh twitter mutual uh laszlo's ghost who is the only other person who remembered the show because he's like 28 um and i guess i guess this... jesus christ what an old phobia yeah, but um uh he pointed out how the characters in the show are actually very detailed and what is it they're like way more detailed than like in family guy um they have a lot more definition and like a more exaggerated look the problem is, is that the animation is somehow, like, the movement is somehow worse than Family Guy's. So I would just, also say uh, the yeah. backgrounds are very cheap and ugly. Yeah, so it looks unsettling. It looks really unsettling. Like, what's that fucking thing you'd have to watch in science class with the guy and the robot? Um, oh, uh, 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 you're talking about Brain Pop. Bill Nye the Science No, Brain Pop. No, Brain Pop, yes. It looks like... Oh, 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 yeah. yeah. It is animated like Brain Pop, but with, like like competent if you know ugly uh character design that's that's the problem here but anyways full-blown mates um what is it uh alan gregory mistakes guillermo who again is voiced by jonah hill doing nick mullen's molestrios character um Hello, my name is guillermo i am student at this yes it's literally that shit. yeah, yeah. Ty, you're not going offensive enough it's you're, yeah it's, you're more it's, tasteful about it well i don't want to get too offensive because i'm not actually racist <laughs> yeah you put on a sombrero and a shitty mess and a shitty yeah. mustache right, but, to do this voice I, i'm just trying to get i'm trying i'm trying to, i'm like an impressionist i paint with the light i was I okay was like, i was doing a severe like just like hardcore research into the show especially when i found out about the guillermo thing because i was hoping to find one behind the scenes picture of Jonah Hill doing the voice in brown face because I just feel like he had to do it. He yeah. had to do that to go through with this. It, yeah, no, it, it feels really hateful. Like, it feels like Guillermo like, had, like, a, like, Latino co-worker who just, like, pissed him off forever. It it it, it really feels mean, but anyways. Um, what happens is, is that he mistakes him for a, uh, a fucking cafeteria worker, yeah. And, um, in order to, uh, you know, he's forced to write an apology essay about this, but he instead decides... Because he tries yeah, to fire him. Um, and he instead yeah. ends up putting on a play about it. Um, and the play is insanely racist. Um, and, yeah, it, the play gets, like, roundly booed, and the teacher says, you gotta apologize. But what happens is, is that at the end of the play, while it's getting booed, Guillermo himself rushes on the stage and, like, you know, explains what actually happened. And people this mis- is not yeah. what happened. Yeah. It is a racist thing that happened to me. Yeah. I am g- yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, 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 his play is subsequently acclaimed because people think Guillermo's speech is part of the play. Um, uh, that last part is like, I'll grudgingly admit, it's like moderately clever. It's It's like... It's like it's uh, yeah. a lot of the play stuff I I like especially with Gina the teacher and like her her getting kind of flustered with like Alan Gregory saying she's not good Gina enough for the play. That's of, funny. Gina is like one of the three likable characters on this show, so I feel. Um, I also, you know, who else I like in the show? I like uh, I like Julie's friends. I think oh, they're yeah, funny. I think yeah. friends are good. They remind me a lot of Meg's friends. Yeah, um, kinda. They, Except they get more screen time and like they actually get fleshed out a bit. Yeah, um, and they're not just boring nerds. Yeah. Like they have shit going on. Yeah. Also, I did not realize Nassim Pedrad played Val. This was like an early thing well, for her. Here's here's the real. No, she was on Saturday Night Live. The Never mind. real uh, black pilling one is Beth, who is Julie's friend, is voiced by none other than Lacey Chabert. Lacey Chabert, <laughs> former voice, the original of Meg. voice of Meg. Yep. <laughs> Oh god. How incestuous this thing is. Uh, yeah, this thing is Speaking of racist, Ju- there were multiple episodes in the series where w- they literally treat Julie as like a plot for being Cambodian and it- she's just supposed to kind of like roll with it. Oh, no, yeah. the, in, in the uh yeah. in the season finale there is a, there's the part where you know, they they without giving too much text we'll go into that later probably. Um they have to get her a dress for like a for like a little uh, gathering. 
And yeah. Richard, the Andy Dick annoying scumbag gay stereotype. I literally thought he was played by Andy Dick for like the first half of All the apologies to French Stewart yeah. except not for because he's in this show so fuck French Stewart. Uh-huh. <laughs> but they need, to, they need to get her address and so the straight uh, stepdad uh, is like okay let's well, let's they go, they, they go to a nice you know like a Macy's kind of nice dress store and uh, Richard is very offended by this because she is Cambodian and Asian and poor so she must be. She must wear thrift store clothes so she can match that horrible, horrible yeah. idea they've they've put around for her. And it's uh, genuinely made me gasp with how heartbreaking it was to watch. It's also the fact that it's... like Richard has yeah. literally just adopted her as a prop, and she knows it, and it is awful, and it's never ever like where like ever like. They try to make her the Meg, but it ev- but making her the Meg just makes the other characters even worse. Because at least, like, at, l- at least with the Meg, she's, like, a white teenage girl, so it, it's... And she, and also the Meg is usually... Stuff is usually, like, handled in cutaways. At least in the better episodes where they handle Meg, it's, like, cutaways and on the side, not, like, the core plot. Whereas this, it's just like, oh, this is how you're handling the only... One of the like the most likable and 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 charming character on your show. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know about charming. She certainly is. I would be friends with her before I'd be friends with that, anyone else there. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Look, I'm I'm go I'm, I'm grading <clears throat> on a curve here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Uh, other than that, um, do we have any other like characters or racism or pedophilia? Fuck the superintendent. Oh tries to rape Gina all the time. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a bit like they they um he he is he he loves like that's his his bit. His running joke is that he yeah. likes doing rapes. He is He's yeah. basically like a Weinstein. He's just that's the bit. Is he yeah. Weinstein before it came out? But he's yeah. a I don't do they ever explain what city this is? I'm gonna just assume it's New York because why not? Um, I think it's um, L.A. L.A. Okay, like he's okay. So he's just a shitty Hollywood guy then with a bad yeah. tan. But it's just like oh, again, this is this is why this show was made for people who watch fucking who live on Little St. James. But even they wouldn't like yeah, this yeah. shit. Okay, but like the thing with the superintendent is that his character is it's strictly to kind of restore balance in this universe like basically what um what is it what uh the setup is is that he really likes the idea of having a delong pre at his school so he is willing to bend over backwards to uh, keep the delong pre kid in the school so he lets alan gregory do whatever he wants to and whenever like the show has to threaten alan with consequences then basically they sort of have to, you know, uh, upend it by having Alan have this, like, get-out-of-jail-free card. And, yeah, it's, right. you know. Do, do, yeah, uh, no. Also, and he's a he, rapist. He also, yeah, he constantly tries to rape Alan's teacher. And it is, the, yeah. They, 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 he roofied her. He yeah. roofied her. Yeah, that's his um, past. And do, you have is, anything, yeah. do you have anything to say about the best friend character, the cool kid? Um, um, he gets the he, best he's lines. He's kind of an asshole. He gets the yeah, best... he gets the good lines, and he's right most yeah, of the time. He, he gets the know, he gets the single best line in the show. Um, what is it? Uh, when uh, you know, it's discussed uh, that uh, Alan Gregory might not have a mom, and then he's making fun of Alan Gregory, <laughs> and then this one kid chimes in, um, voiced by Will Forte, and says like, "I don't have a mom either." And then the cool kid says, "Yeah, that's because your mom's dead." That's cool. He doesn't have a mom. That is like the one time I like actually yeah. laughed at the show. I was like, that, "That's that's a pretty good bit." I I I well I I was talking about like Alan's quote unquote best friend, and then also the cool care kid as two separate characters. Oh yeah, the other best friend. The and oh, is there a more? I mean, pitiable... it just yeah. It's yeah. nice to see that He's Alan so has nice. A... It's nice yeah. to see that Alan has a Renfeld. Um, it's yeah he's Alan also has this kid who just follows him around and is like we're best friends and then Alan just treats him like like a servant yeah um, and I, I whatever we're this, we're talking about it later but I 
I, I feel like there's so much more they could have done with that character. Yeah, it's literally yeah. just the Mr. Yeah. Burns Smithers dynamic, but without it is, like yeah, and but I, I never what, thought of it that way, but it totally is. Yeah, but what what makes it you know different is that Smithers has this. I mean, not um, Smithers is like you know literally gay in love, and also yeah. Mr. Burns, for as like evil and like you know degrading as he is, he also has this like this sort of insanity, like this genuine like he. I don't know. Mr. Burns has always been my favorite Simpsons character. and Also he, pathetic. He's pathetic. Yeah, and and also, yeah. I mean, whatever. I'm I'm more limited in my knowledge. He, I think, doesn't he treat Smithers better than, like, most of his employees? Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. I don't he know. He looks out for Smithers to a certain extent, because Smithers yeah. isn't always helping him to such extremes. So, like, he'll, he'll, yeah. he'll treat him like trash, but always, like, give him a little pick-me-up kind of. Yeah, he also, um, you know, their their relationship is, like, kind of symbiotic in a way, because, like, there's the episode where yeah. Homer replaces uh, Smithers, and then uh, Mr. Burns learns to fend for himself, and it kind of, like, causes, like, this big breakdown for both of them. Um, and uh, he, so the point is, is that there's, like, more shades to that relationship that make it interesting, where this is literally just the uh, the joke from The Simpsons, you know, where uh, yeah. there's two seats in the escape pod. Mr. Burns takes them both and says, I like to keep my feet up. Um, <laughs> but without the added... Except yeah. he's not, it's not even... It's with the main character. It's not with yeah. like a side character and, who you're supposed to be like, oh, this asshole. Well, that joke has the added punchline of the escape pod not working and just shooting into the air and then crashing <laughs> into the ground. This is... And yeah. Subtract that and make it every single joke between the two. All right. We have spent almost an hour talking about why the show is so rancid. Um, and we could probably go for an hour more, especially because I am making good progress on this 7.8% ABV uh, uh, IPA. Um, and I plan to finish the whole thing by the time this episode is done. This shit's got me seeing in bullet time. Uh, anyways. Okay, Neo. So <laughs> let's get the question. Let's. Okay. So. We all agree that this is just... It's, it's not good. It's vile. Yeah. It's so bad. It is. Uh, but it's one of the worst things I've ever seen, which is why I was it so also, fascinated by it. Yeah, it is also... It only lasted for seven episodes. And if we must yeah. play devil's advocate, let's go back to the ancient, ancient time of May when we were talking about Family Guy Season 1. That was not a good, uh, that was not a very good season either. It wasn't as Better bad as than this. this, but not good. It was not good. It was pretty bad. But Family Guy eventually evolved into something much more interesting and honestly much better. Um, do you think that if the show had stayed on for, let's just say, five seasons, five seasons is enough time for a show to find its groove. Show can't find its groove in five seasons dead concept but if this show like could this have i don't want to say worked but like is there a universe where given enough time the show at least takes on like some degree of even like bad family guy level fascination or i don't know just even so, like kind of so, work so, so here's here's an idea the the obvious i think fix would be like oh we're just gonna you know punish alan and richard harshly at the episodes but i don't think well for richard that would work because fuck richard he's the worst character on the show but for alan there's still the problem of he's still a child so like that kind of like master shake s like torture porn of an awful character wouldn't really work because like you're, you're kind of like oh so what i was thinking is like you you do it like you start off with this of like sort of a bad like stewy episode of family guy knockoff and then you sort of transition it more into like a bojack horseman type thing where it's like you start at literally the lowest of the lows and you give alan maybe not richard because richard could be like a, a constant devil on alan's shoulder shoulder you make you make it kind of a a rich kid learns how not to be evil show and i think that could work 
No, I, I, I was honestly thinking BoJack Horseman popped into my head earlier. Like, people do make fun of, you know, oh, it's the horse show, you know, oh, it's a guy saying horse. But, I mean, literally, like, BoJack Horseman has an idea of how you are supposed to view BoJack as, like, kind of a tragic figure, but ma- mainly, like, somebody who is, ro- like, in the wrong and, like, doing bad things and should be, you know taken to task for that and I think I think that they could maybe build to that if Alan Gregory went on long enough and they were like interested in doing that I think it's like possible I don't think it's likely and I think the foundation is kind of rotten enough that like it would be tough to build to that anyway but no I think taking kind of that Bojack approach of like actually settling on like how we are supposed to feel about your characters could be helpful yes you know um uh, Bozo, do you think that if the show had more time, that it would get, if not better, at least more coherent? Uh, no, I, 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 <laughs> I, I genuinely. That's fair. I think the show was just constantly digging itself down a hole, because, because, because yeah. that's that's the problem. Right? It's like you look at shows like Family Guy, you look you look at these like other like bad shows. There is always something behind it. Like someone wanted to go somewhere. Something probably wanted to take Family Guy in a in a direction. Alec Gregory does feel like. Jonah Hill just kind of being really unfunny and everyone saying he's really funny and then everyone else involved just wanting to make a tax write-off. That's what it yeah. feels like. And that, that, that's the my, problem is it can't go anywhere because Mike, of that. Cleveland show justifies its own existence perhaps more than Alan Gregory did. But, you know, that's not fair. Cleveland show got four whole seasons. Yeah. Um, whereas this did. Uh, one other thing I want to say is also it's for audience. We don't need to make this a masterpiece. We're just trying to figure out how to make this like a six out of ten. Yeah, like, um, yeah. How, how to make this, like, how to make this a thing, like... Watchable. Yeah, like, something that doesn't, like, cause, like, like, it isn't a fucking, like, activation code you know for what? children you... brainwashed by the CIA. You know what? something <laughs> I think would make this a lot else a lot better and a lot more miserable? Because this kind of has a similar problem with Family Guy, whereas, like, season one, where, you know, Family Guy season one, every episode was about Peter, and almost every episode was about a Peter marriage crisis story... Every episode focuses on Alan and Richard and their stories. Give other side characters spotlight episodes. Yeah. Would yes. help this I, a lot. I, I would agree with that, and I would say a big thing that you would have to do, make Richard much less of a presence. Like, Richard gets the B-plot in almost every episode, yes. and yes. if I think, really, if Richard is to be, like, just not... Like, if you're just not going to disgust everyone out of the show, he kind of has to be a marginal presence, yes. you know? I think, I, I think yeah. the presence of Richard in the show makes like homophobia about thirty percent more understandable. No, that's yeah, what, what I was, was gonna it? say. Is yeah. I was just, had the show gone on, I think I think um, uh, the LGBT struggle would have been set back by like centuries. I, I, yeah. I don't know. We... By the way, by the way, I had a uh, back when I was in school for music. I had a music professor uh, who was a gay guy who looked almost exactly like. <laughs> Uh, Richard, and it's like, there's a whole breed of gay guys who are just, like, weird and gangly and bold. Yeah, why like, Why do so many gay yeah. men be looking like Brian Eno? It's, it's, <laughs> it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, I just want to say that uh, my my friend Jacob, who is not gay, but he is bald, saw that tweet from you, Ty. So he's he's <laughs> yeah. technically gay. Yeah, but he, he saw that tweet from you, Ty, and he's like, is this... A, and he thought for a moment it was about him, despite the fact that you two have never talked. <laughs> but, um... Uh, yeah, no. Uh... <laughs> No, I don't. I don't know who your friend. Is. No, it was yeah. specifically about that music professor. I had. Yeah. Um. No, but who was honestly a good professor? Yeah. But but it just, on, it's on the it's real, so weird that that's like a subspecies of gay guy. Yeah. On the real, gay men do be looking like pit bull. They do be looking like that, that or <laughs> yeah. they have like really stupid hair and like big glasses, and they're super yeah. skinny. Um. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyways. Um. So, I, I think that the solution here. And Ty sort of pitched this. And this would really involve changing the DNA of the show. But I really think that, like, as is, this is just kind of rotten. And we need to, like, uh... Yeah, you, you, need, to, you need to fix the foundation clo- if it is yeah. to, yeah, be the anything. closest I got to kind of, like, working with the show, in the sense that it was, like, a 5 out of 10 instead of, like, a negative 4 out of 10... Uh, was the sixth episode where uh, Alan Gregory's mom returns and she kind of like shakes up the foundation of the family and kind of causes, you know, a crisis where 
uh, the, you know, the straight dad uh, kind of gets pushed out and then it sort of reinvents the family dynamic. Um, and I, I think that on some level, the show needs to be consistently willing to do that and also stick to its guns because if it has to return to the status quo at the end of every episode, uh, it it just it can't work. There's nothing that can work. It cannot. Which is yeah, which is a criticism we've also levied at Family Guy. Yes, um, but even Family yeah. Guy will like you know permanently change something or like slowly, but yeah. it will. Yeah. Well, yeah, not really. Well, it can permanently change something, but like even like when it has to return, it'll to, it'll it, it'll shift something. Yeah, but I, I don't really think it ever does a permanent change. Yeah. Well, it can also just like you know like. Under, like it can underwrite itself like you know what is it if it if it has to revert to the status quo then it'll fucking like make a little joke at the end that kind of points out that like this can't go back and then the episode ends but anyways um i so continuing to what ty pointed out in the group dm i think also the focus of the show needs to shift away from alan gregory to julie um which yeah. is kind of a problem because the title is out you know yeah right but well, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I see. I I don't know if it would make this show better, but what I was saying in the group DM is that I think you could make a really good like Daria esque show about Julie and her friends, in which Alan Gregory and Richard and uh, uh, Jeremy are like background characters. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, since she like kind of cuts through all of the bullshit of you know yeah. the show and her presence. Even if she isn't, like, the best character ever, she she does, like, feel like a breath of fresh air whenever she's on screen because, like, she's pointing out, like, how deranged this all is. Yes. Right. Which is, which was the big, I mean, and Daria's kind of dated at this point, but, like, that was the big thing that was fresh, like, refreshing about Daria is, like, oh, she just, like, understands that stupid stuff is stupid sometimes. She's, yeah. you know? she's Daria through the yeah. lens of Lisa Simpson. Yes, that's a good yeah. way to put it. Yes. And I, again, I think that were the show willing to have a plot that was in motion rather than, you know, kind of constantly turning things back. And and maybe it would have tried to do that if it if it didn't, yeah. you know, get canceled, but probably not. Probably not. No. Um, it's a Fox animation show. It's not going to do that. And if it was willing to shift the focus more to Julie, like it doesn't even have to make her the main character. It just like has to make her like a... Like, give her a plot. Like, make her at la. Make her important. I think we, yeah. Oh, sorry. It's just I think because Julie, Julie kind of is like the perfect underdog. Like, she's one of the most yeah. easily yeah. rootable characters, and the fact that they're yeah. and that's specifically why I found the season finale so disgusting. Disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's just like, oh no, you have you have to just keep pretending the sake of the asshole it's 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 the thing that we've talked about with meg where it's like the 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 idea that they're trying to take it to a serious place but also make the moral that sometimes you have to accept abuse in order to keep the family happy is is such a vile thing to to say on you know i wouldn't say the show even when it's bad ever got me quite as angry as seahorse she shall party but this episode but like julie definitely has a worse life than meg but is also like i think Mm. see i don't know she i i i think she definitely has a bad life i i don't know i don't know if i'd say it's worse i I think it seems worse because mag exists does not exist in reality where this like exists in like it's closer to reality which makes it more upsetting yeah that's fair yeah because like i don't know like 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 i'm not not saying no dad does this but you know, when Meg gets, like, her face cartoonishly shoved in Peter's ass and he farts on her face, like, that's, like, this is stupid cartoon bullshit. Julie just is genuinely right. upsetting to watch. This is realistic. Yeah. Okay, yes, yeah. I, I'll back off. Just the, I think just you guys the, have a point Yeah, there. the torrent of genuine abuse she receives. And, like, there's this kind of moment where Jeremy and Julie talk to each other in the seventh episode, which is, like, I don't know, it's like the show, like, almost on the verge of an epiphany, but not quite getting there where the two talk it out and like they both acknowledge that like the gay dad doesn't love either of them and like they kind of like almost get to that like oh shit we're we're in we're in a bad situation but because the structure demands it 
then they kind of revert back to it at the end, and it's just so bad. It's worse than if they hadn't even tried. It, it is, a, at the very least, a fitting final note for Alan Gregory. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. So, the one other thing I want to mention is that uh, Jeff Goldblum is in this. Uh, yeah. Who does he play? What? He plays yeah, Barry Van Moose. He's the... Uh, oh, shit! Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, like he's the, the, the other rich guy. Yeah, he's the rival of Richard. Yeah. They also had yeah. Lisa Kudrow from uh, Friends play the mom. As as Alan Gregory's mom. That's that's. I mean, I, that makes a bit more sense. But the Jeff Goldblum poll is crazy. Oh, no. Yeah, I didn't even recognize it was Jeff Goldblum somehow. Same. Yeah. Like yeah. literally until you said that. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I just saw it because I was looking at the Wikipedia page, but uh, I have it open also. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh God. So, uh, the, I think the what we're trying to get at here is uh, Alan Gregory is a vulgar masterpiece that. Uh, should be brought back. Um, it was canceled well, too here, soon. Well, that's the thing. This the is something I want to point out. I told I told uh, Andy this. Uh, this show was never officially canceled. Uh, so Fox ordered uh, pr- uh, production on like 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 five more scripts and two more episodes, and then they just kind of went silent. They've never officially said it was over. So hopefully, you know, because you know mid nineties is over with. Uh, maybe next Comic Con we get some. Uh, it's the Valley Gregory uh, trailers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah, no. So we, I, man, I can't wait for that. We get Clone High one year and then Alan Gregory I mean, the I mean there's so yeah. many new streaming services that, you know, Fox is going to obviously have to make yeah. their own. And they're well, Disney. Some new stuff. Disney. Why not? Julie it's... could be the next official Disney princess. Who knows? Who knows? She deserves to be. It's... Yeah. This, is such, this is such a challenging show. But... You know what? And, this was yeah. this was yeah. painful. This this was seven episodes yeah. and like <laughs> patrons from the bottom of your heart, please from the bottom of my heart. Fuck you. Let's go. Fuck no, you. Well, no, Fuck no, you. No, no, Kill no, yourself. No. Not even that. Just go easy on us next time. Go yeah, easy like, on us. Uh, there, there. Yeah. Um, please, yeah. for the love of God, give us a good movie to talk about. Like, oh, no give us. Or a musical. Who, who said that? What? Or just... I, just <laughs> ah! Yeah, this sucks. It's this shit sucks, man. <laughs> Alright, um... So, uh... If you, if you enjoyed I'll, I'll, us... Okay. I'll say this. Uh, I just want to say one more thing. Uh, this makes returning to Cleveland show a whole lot easier. Uh... Yeah. Never gonna... Never gonna... Well, actually, Cleveland show is harder to watch, even if it's a better show. Well, it's long. Mm. It's it's it's. There's more episodes, so yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. it's longer. Uh, I said this uh, to okay. Anarcho, uh, uh, Andy earlier. Um, and th- this is a little dark. This joke is uh, dark. Dark jokes are okay, right? Uh, to a certain extent, we yeah. can cut yeah. it if it's too much. Okay, well, yeah. Then just let me know. Uh, my um. Keep your eyes on the ball, Sam. My, I, I watched, at a very young age, I watched my uncle take his life, which is a horrible thing to see, Ooh. right? It's a very horrible thing to see. Yeah. I'd rather watch yeah. that again than watch out Gregory. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I genuinely mean that. I hate, and I've seen people, oh I've had friends, God. I've had friends message me saying, oh, I might just watch the scene. If anyone here, if any listener here goes to that same mindset of, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch this just because everyone else talked about how bad it was, you should genuinely just, like, stop you should stop breathing you should Can, hurt yourself yeah just go are... go on live leak instead you'll have a better time yeah go on live leak. Oh, yeah. Can, can, just, here, just can i can i watch funky oh, town sorry. look up funky town on live leak yeah. you'll have a, you'll have a horrible experience but it'll be i would rather watch funky town again i don't care i'd rather watch every car can i can i cap this episode with an excerpt from chris swanson's review of the pilot episode go ahead there is nothing charming, witty, or interesting about this show. It's just one horribly stupid, cringe-inducing moment after another with characters who are truly loathsome and unpleasant. King. Good night, everybody. Yep. Um, and, by the way, uh, if you if you want to continue torturing us or give us a goddamn break, um, uh, patrons, uh, if you're hearing this, or if we release this episode to the public eventually, because uh, we, we might, but just be like a one-time yeah. thing, but... Uh, patrons, if you want to hear us continue doing this shit more, um, for $10 a month instead of 5 you two can suggest uh, what you want us to talk about. Um, there are not many people who are at the $10 level right now. It is, I think, just two or three people. Yeah. Um, so you're 
pretty likely to get what you want in. So also, yeah. Also, yeah. the good news is, um, if you're a five dollar patron, well, while you you know you, you you can't pick one of the poll options, but you can vote. That's yeah. something. Yeah, you if can you're vote. A $2, yeah. If you're a two dollar, but patron, this is a you democracy. Nothing. If you're yeah. a two dollar patron, you get nothing. Yeah. Um. Uh. No. But I. I. Yeah. I. If you if this if you liked this and you want to see us lose our minds some more because Lord knows there's plenty of bad shows that'll have this effect on us or if you want to see us like you know geek out and get passionate about shows we like or movies we like because movies are less time consuming um then please bump up that patron money just a little bit you know you're still talking like less than a fucking like netflix subscription or something and if you help us out you help us um you know pay rent buy food Yeah. yeah, not to not to sound like I'm trying to guilt anyone. I'm moving in a couple of weeks, most likely, and it would really help to be at least like cover my utilities with this stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. yeah, no, I, 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 this show helps me, like you know, helps me help my girlfriend. Uh, yeah, what is it? I mean, them. yeah. Obviously, if you you know if you can't donate, like whatever. But if if you can give, it is really good for all of us. Yeah, it is very useful. none of us are really, yeah. We got Andy's yeah. new mic. Um, what is it? Uh, we're getting, you know, I'm probably at some point, once I get, you know, a decent amount saved up, I'm probably going to get a better mic than this Blue Yeti. Um, uh, we helped Sam get a, a, a new computer. Yeah. Um, what is it? So now it'll, yeah. yeah after his uh, last one shit out on him. Um, yeah. yeah, sorry about that. Um, you know, we're, we're... We'll we'll have the TED episode up in, sooner or later yeah um Um, yeah but you know uh, if if this all sounds uh if this all sounds interesting to if this you know if you want to help us out um then you know there's rewards for you and there should be more rewards in the future when we run out of family guy we might start doing two patron casts a month who knows so hey uh you know all right but that's gonna do it it is the power is in your hand so in in short yourselves Fuck you for making us watching this. Um, All right, goodbye. All right, good night, everyone. This was a fun one. Positively